This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello, 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 and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Tuesday, January 29th. I'm Dan Ellis. This is episode 236. Who are you? I'm I'm who I'm the mystery you? man behind the microphone. <laughs> uh Mr. Ryan Duffy's in studio. Uh Mr. Matt Mitchell is not with us this evening. He will hopefully be with us next week. Yeah. Uh next week we have tentatively lined up Mr. Nick Fish. Would be his second appearance in the show, but first as president of American Atheist. Yes. He'll be talking to us about the uh court cases that they're going through and the upcoming American Atheists Convention. There should be a whole lot of fun that I still need to get my tickets and shit for now that I will well, hopefully maybe be paid sometime you get, soon. You're going to get a little bit of back pay, but in, in what, two more weeks now? It's just going to close again. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah, I'm supposed to be paid. I believe they said direct deposit would be in on Thursday. So by the time okay. you all are hearing this, hopefully I will have received an actual paycheck. paycheck. Yeah. Hopefully for the full amount that's owed. For the full month that I yeah. was not paid. Yeah. Um. So that'll be good. I can pay my bills and uh, wait for it to shut down again. You should just go in and be like, hey, um, how long does it take to get a pay advance? Is it less than two weeks? Can I just do one of those <laughs> right now? Can I just get a pay advance for the next like two months just in case? I don't know if they do pay advances. I've never that's never been an inquiry of mine. I I doubt that they do, but I don't know. Okay, I don't know if they did or not. I know they did in the military. Excited to do it once. Oh yeah, they might. I I just don't know. Um, but yeah. So the government is currently open again for three weeks. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I'm. So my guess is that it will remain open. I don't. I don't think that he. I don't think that the Republican Party or even dipshit uh, want really another shutdown. No, but I think he's going to uh, go his nuclear route. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll that. My guess is that he's going to just declare the national emergency, mm-hmm. and which I'm, will be fought in court. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've, we've mentioned it that I think that's his only way out to save face with his fucking idiots who think he's a great president. Yeah, but the thing... Okay, so you saw where he's getting the money from, right? A few different agencies. Well, Puerto Rico, Florida, Texas, and California. He's taking from the disaster relief funds that were supposed to be paid out to those places for the wildfires and the hurricanes and all that stuff. So some guy in Texas who's waiting for his claim for his farm that got destroyed during the hurricane waiting to get paid will also be like oh sorry there's no money left in the fund it got spent on a border wall he's like well fuck the border wall doesn't get my farm back up and running dude there are still people in michigan who don't have Have, fucking running water there are people in puerto rico without fucking electricity yeah and he wants to build a stupid goddamn border wall he might as well just dig a big fucking moat and fill it with alligators that's the kind of i mean well that's that's 
that that way it would be much less it'd be harder to tunnel he, under that shit, right? He doesn't even have to <laughs> dig a moat, just stick alligators in the Rio Grande. <laughs> like what a stupid fucking thing. Sure, we need some barriers. Okay, great. Yeah. Even better than barriers would be Drones would be uh, electronic monitoring devices that can scan the area, see if there's mo- basically a fucking motion detector to let you know if people are sneaking yeah. around over and there. And then people to actually monitor physically be able to respond to those those incidences. Yeah, he's, and he's instead talking of having, about a medieval solution yeah, to a modern of, problem. Yeah, instead of having five people patrolling 100 miles of border wall. And even better than that, how about we fix our fucking immigration policy so that people can come here legally so that they believe that if they come here seeking asylum, they will be let into the country and will be granted asylum rather than having to try to sneak in here legally because we're denying all of the all of these claims for asylum. Well, that's one thing I I was I was talking to someone else about that today when I was at the dog park that uh, in order for you to seek asylum, you have to be on American soil. So first they have to illegally. Sometimes cross the border and then go to the checkpoint and say, I seek asylum mm-hmm. because they, they won't can't let them through the, yeah, but they, I mean, they can do it that route. They can show up at a checkpoint, get taken in there and be like, I'm seeking asylum. And it's kind of like, okay, now we have to take you as long as they're on American soil, but if they're on the Mexican side. Technically they're not allowed to seek asylum to the U S you have to actually cross over the border. Or or claim asylum at a, at a checkpoint, which they were closing the fuck down because people were showing up to seek asylum. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be a much better idea to fix our broken immigration policy than spend billions of dollars on a stupid fucking yeah. wall. It shouldn't take ten years and twenty thousand dollars to become a legal citizen. No, no, that's ridiculous. I mean, I think that's 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 the long. I think the the fastest is like three or four years it would take. But even then, I saw someone that was talking about like they're like I have to pay a thousand dollars a year to keep my citizenship case going so I can stay in this country and I don't get deported. They're like, I don't make much money. A thousand dollars is a lot to fucking spend on that. Then mm-hmm. having to go to the classes, having to pay for, you know, to go to your, your court, not, not really court hearings, your uh, naturalization hearings and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It all costs a lot of money. Oh yeah. And a lot of people can't afford to spend the money. And that's why I'm like, it shouldn't cost that much. Yeah, it shouldn't be as difficult as it, as is, it is for sure. And I'm fuck I'm just I'm tired of hearing all of this talk about a stupid goddamn wall. You want to talk about building a wall? Let's build a wall between government and religion. The the yeah. wall that Republicans are constantly trying to tear down all the goddamn time. Like I found it uh the way people like a lot a lot of our listeners are here in Utah, a lot are outside the area, a lot are ex-Mormons that listen to us because we come from this land, <laughs> the land of Zion. Uh, but when you have when ninety percent of our state legislature is LDS mm-hmm. or is pretty much beholden to the church, and then when you literally have them fighting over a a bill for anti discrimination, the church has to come out and publicly say, "Hey, we're okay with the way it's written," in order for it to get passed. Yeah, that's not how this fucking works. That is or not a, how it should work. It well, is how it, it currently it, how works, it is but working, it's not but how it's supposed to it's work. It's also unconstitutional in this state where people say they follow the fucking constitution or would like us to follow the constitution closer. Yeah. Yeah, all of the all of the Republicans I mean it's it's ninety percent LDS and like eighty percent Republican yeah. here in the state of Utah as far as our legislature goes. And they they you know, these are the small government people who want state run 
liquor outlets. They yep. want state-run marijuana outlets. Yep. They, they they don't have money to pay for schooling, but or, or they don't have money to pay for Medicare, but they want to spend a bunch of money on all of this other bullshit. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Every stupid policy that I see coming out of any government branch anywhere is all Republican-based policies that are, I mean, they have failed for decades now, all of these stupid policies that they want to pass, and they just keep doing it over and over and over again. I mean, that's 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 the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. Trying the same thing, expecting different results, but that's what they keep doing. I mean, if we keep going on this track, uh, the wealthy will pay absolutely no taxes and we'll be taxed at 90%. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, we were talking pre-show about yeah. marginal tax rates and how a lot of people just don't seem to fucking understand what a marginal tax rate is. And they make really dumb arguments about it. Yeah. You know, that, oh, well, oh, sure. Well, you're just going to make these rich people pay 70% on all their money. No, that's no. not. That's first. That's uh, not how a marginal tax rate works. Uh, only over 10 million. And 10 million's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 10 million is a lot. And they would still, I mean, for, for that 10 million that they... You know, let's say that they earn 10 million and then they earn another 10 million. Well, of that 10 million, they're still going to keep 3 million of it. Yeah. And you're telling me that they won't want to do that? Like, no, I don't, I don't want 3 million more dollars, so I'm not going to do it. Well, then you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Cause that's 3 million more dollars. That's, that's just, that's the dumbest fucking argument that yeah. I hear from these people. Well, then they're just not going to work. They're just not going to innovate. They're not going to do these things. Hmm. No, they will because they still are greedy motherfuckers who still well, want those three million dollars. Let's look at a time when our country was very innovative. Uh, we developed brand new fighter planes and jets and went to outer space and they were taxed a fucking shit out of them. Mm -hmm. We were very innovative during those times. And we had a lot more government programs and, yeah, and government sponsored programs running things like NASA. Yeah. And well, science institutes. My my thing is I keep hearing the argument coming from people that always say, I don't like the socialism thing because I don't want to have to work for someone else. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But I want my I want the tax money to work for me though too. Mm -hmm. If I get sick, I don't want to, have to worry about losing my house, losing my job and, and, and ending up, you know, having to go on food stamps. Let's prevent that from having to happen. So well, I'm like, <laughs> and what those dummies fail to realize is that whether you, whether people with insurance go in there or not, they're still paying for it, right? Because somebody who goes to an emergency center is still going to be seen and still going to be treated whether or yeah. not they can actually yeah. pay for it. And then because they can't pay for it, well, then those costs are passed on to everybody yep. else who goes to the hospital. That's how it works. Yeah. You're already experiencing socialized healthcare, except the people at the bottom don't get their regular routine maintenance checkups <laughs> because they can't afford it because they have to pay for everyone else's. Yeah. It's just all of these arguments are like, dude, you just, you haven't stopped to think about this for a fucking second. Yeah. You've bought hook, line and sinker. All of the arguments from people who want to keep you in the station in life you're in now. You you think you're going to be a fucking millionaire someday? No. That's probably not going to happen. And even if it does, Good for you. Great. That's awesome. And you're going to be paying maybe a higher marginal tax rate on millions of dollars. Yeah. You're still going to have millions of dollars. Which you should be able to live off of, I hope. Yeah. I, they're just, Well, but I mean, the, the thing is with those people, like, they're clearly not intelligent enough to make a million dollars in the first place, right? Yeah. Well, that's, 
like with the hospital with the st- stuff, a guy's like, I don't want to have to be paying for everyone else's surgery and stuff. Like, it's like, I already pay for their surgeries. I'm like, no, you don't. He goes, yeah, I do. The hospital's not allowed to deny someone treatment. I'm like, the ER is not allowed to deny you treatment. If you come in and you're injured, sick, or hurt, the ER cannot turn you away. If you go in to say, hey, um, I need my appendix removed. Or unless you're fucking dying, like, the, yeah, they're just, not going to do it. You can't, if, if you have no money, guess what? You ain't getting that cancer treatment. <laughs> yeah. Which is despicable. That's the other thing too, that we're putting a price tag on life. another human's, on, on the life of another human being. And they think that's okay. That that's just hunky dory. That's fine. It shouldn't be. That's why I, I wish my tax money went to help me. Yeah. As as selfish as that may sound, but it's like, okay, I'm paying into this system. Every other thing I pay into, I collect something out of. Mm-hmm. Well, paying into Social Security, I'm supposed to collect out of that. We'll find out. But my retirement plan, <laughs> I pay a big chunk into that because guess what? I collect something out on that. Mm-hmm. I I wish my taxes were kind of working the same way. I pay a bunch of money in the taxes, a shitload in the taxes. I think I, I, think I paid $13,000 in taxes or for, just for federal. I'm like, fuck, that sucks. And I still owe another 900 some odd dollars. Uh, but I'm like, okay, I paid that money in. I would, yeah, we get roads. I get that. You get people like me, firefighters and cops. I get that. But I'd also like the security to know that, hey, I've been working to put into the system. I want the system to take care of me when I need it desperately. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's the whole point of government, right? Is to protect and take care of its citizens yeah. which would include your health care yeah <laughs> that's the biggest thing <laughs> is your health care and they should want you to be healthy they should want healthy workers in the workforce yeah uh they should want people going to get a checkup instead of spreading the whatever the fucking influenza shit that was going around this year and still going around yeah i'm just i'm fucking done with people man yeah. fucking humans they're all fucking not all a lot of them are just really fucking terrible and Every day I'm reminded that there are a lot more terrible people out in the world than I ever wanted to believe possible. We'll talk about some of those stories coming up. But hey, we had fun this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we went through axes. (gasps) That's right. I totally forgot about the axe throwing. (laughs) I was going to talk about that, and it totally, yeah, totally slipped my mind. Yeah, uh, I had a birthday party with a bunch of friends, and we went and threw axes at a place called Social Axe. Yeah. I, me and Sarah have been wanting to go there for quite a while. Just we never went, and I'm like, "That's why. Well, let's go." <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I that was. I want to go do that again, dude. And I fucking sucked. <laughs> I sucked so fucking hard, and I think it's because our coach was not as good as the coach on on the well, other team side. What, what did the one the was it the guy that came over said? You're you're too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just figured. Well, so you're supposed to release it when the axe head is basically you know pointing at the target or whatever yeah yeah so in my mind i thought well it's just gonna fly straight at the target then and it's gonna stick in the wall like you know and then i thought well maybe it's not rotating enough so then i was flicking my wrist and i I was doing everything wrong and our coach was not you know not doing a good job of explaining what i was doing wrong it's like golf yeah if you try to put all your muscle into that thing, you can possibly put into it. It's going to go really far. No, it's going to go all wonky. <laughs> it's going to shoot off the side. You're going to nick the top of it. You're not going to get a good hit. Yeah. You take that nice, consistent, steady, you know, you're 
working on that form swing. It's like, boom, straight down the fairway. Yeah. It's the same thing with that. You're like, well, fuck, I got to adjust this. I'm not throwing hard enough, so I got to hit it harder. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy James that I golf with all the time is just like, he's a really good golfer, and he's just really consistent in all of his shots. Like, he knows if he swings his club, depending on the club, he knows where the ball is going to go. And, you know, I... I feel great because I usually outdrive him, but he still kicks my ass overall throughout the round because he's a much better, more controlled golfer who's just really, really consistent with everything. Yeah. Like everybody, it's a joke at the golf course. Everybody calls him Mr. Boring because all of his shots are, oh, there it is again. Perfect down the middle, <laughs> 245 yards or whatever, you know? Yeah. He doesn't hit very long, but it's going to be in the fucking hole in par or better. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, we got lots of uh, other things coming up. Before we get to those, I want to say also that I will be, uh, I'm I'm going to be the speaker for Atheists of Utah at their February speaking event on the 10th. On February 10th, I'll be talking about the future of atheism and what we can do to beat back the ever creeping nuisance of religion into our lives. Um. So that should be fun. If you're in the area, come on out and see me. The details for that are going to be posted out on Atheists of Utah's Facebook page and or their meetup group. So I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you can make it, that'll be a lot of fun. Let's do some other stories and stuff. Okay, let's see what's fucked up in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion. I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist and Twitter. I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. There is a man from the land of Uz. Book of Job. Book of Job. Story of God's perfect servant, Job. He prayed every day at dawn with his knees on the ground, his face in the dirt. Slaughtered ten goats, one for each of his children, and burned them at the altar in God's honor. Of all God's soldiers, Job, he was the most loyal. I know the story, Matthew. Oh, then you know what happens next. God murdered all ten of his children in cold blood. Scorched every inch of Job's land, lashed at his body till his skin was covered in bloody welts. God rained shit and misery on the life of his most perfect servant, and still, Job would not curse him. You know what I realized? Joe was a pussy. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Going back to talking about walls. Yeah. We have we have a clip from this dummy who says that Trump's wall is going to happen because it was prophesied in 2007. This, <laughs> yeah, okay. This comes to us from Kyle Mantilla on Right Wing Watch. It says the right wing pastor John Kilpatrick appeared on the Jim Baker show today where he declared that President Trump's border wall is a done deal because it is supposedly prophesied by self-proclaimed prophet Kim Clement back in 2007. Clement, who died in 2016, allegedly prophesied in 2007 that Trump would become president and that he would, quote, bring the walls of protection on this country, which Kilpatrick told Baker is a sign that Trump will ultimately win the showdown over his wall. Uh (laughs) Which seems very silly. Uh, let's see what he's got to say. You know, that, that prophecy, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but on the way up here, uh, one of my guys that travels with me, he's, he let me hear that tape again by, uh, Kim Clement, you know, where Kim Clement said that there was going to be 
a man that was going to go in the White House, when he went in there, he'd be a praying man, et cetera, et cetera. But when he got in there, the Lord would fill him with the Holy Spirit. Okay, pause now, This right was there. in 2007. Bush was still president. The guy did not say Trump. No. He said a man that prays. Trump doesn't fucking pray. Well, and all of these prophecies are so fucking vague but, that yeah. you could have anybody fit the bill, really. True. Depending on how you wanted to interpret it. Well, I mean, it. this doesn't even fit the bill of Trump. <laughs> <laughs> A good God-fearing man yeah. who prays all the time? No. No, that's not Trump at all. <laughs> he has people pray over him because he doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> president Obama hadn't even become president yet. Oh. <laughs> and Bush is still president. Kim prophesied this, and look what he said. We hadn't even heard it before, just heard it yesterday. My. He said, and he will build a the wall. Prophecy. So I got news for Miss Pelosi. I'd like to uh, hear what the what the actual thing was. actually said to and and by wall did he mean a physical wall or a meta or a metaphorical wall? That I don't. They'll fucking say whatever they want yeah. to make it fit their narrative, man. Oh, and I. And I've got news. I've got news. I've got news for Brother Schumer. <laughs> but you know, if 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 Kim Clement prophesied that he's going to build the walls, he said he will put walls of security up around this country. Then I believe that's a done deal. I don't know how this is going to break, but it's going to break in his favor. I believe, and I believe those walls will be built. It's not broken in his favor thus far. Yeah, we we he shut down the government for thirty five days. And, and got, got fucking nothing. nothing out of it. What what date did this what date did this come out on this, today? Oh, this is today. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This after, he said this shit today after the oh my <laughs> after he didn't get yes. a wall. But right now uh, we're in derision. You know the Bible says because they love not the truth, God would send a spirit of delusion, derision. Yeah. And you see people today more and more that's rejecting truth. Yes. And because they're rejecting truth, the Lord said, truth is falling in the streets. And because they reject truth, the only other thing to reach for is derision. And now they're even trying to keep the president from making the State of the Union speech in the House of Representatives. I know. Clearly <laughs> fucking ignorant of U.S. history that that is a fairly recent development. The presidents were doing it in Congress. Yeah. In the well of the the house of representatives that that hasn't always been the case. It's not his house. Yeah. That's why, that's why they can tell him, no, no. you're not going to come you, here and do that. Yeah. You can do it somewhere else. Uh huh. Just not here. Sit in your fucking Oval office. Like, like other presidents have, or do a radio address, like some of the old timey presidents <laughs> or do like Lincoln did and don't do one at all. Mm hmm. Oh, that's I've never heard of such a thing, and I've never heard of such a thing as the uh, Muslim representative. There are libraries uh, full of shit that this guy doesn't know. The Muslim never representative. Yeah, he's talking about Rashida yep. Tlaib, who said that we're, she was going, you know, her quote was, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. And then, every, then everyone was like, you need to, you can't say that. You need to take that back. She's like, no, I mean it. I'm not taking that back. <laughs> Why would I take it back? He's a motherfucker Fucker. and I want to impeach him. <laughs> yeah. That's what's, that's what's so, going to happen. So. so he doesn't, he doesn't take back his words. So why should I take back mine? <laughs> Using that kind of language about the president. Never. That's the decorum in the Senate and the Congress is absolutely gone.
Oh, yeah. But Trump talking about grabbing women by the pussies, that's totally fine. That's just locker room talk. Or calling the, is it, what is China? Are they a president or a prime minister or? Prime minister, I believe. Is it prime minister? He called him a motherfucker. Oh, yeah? Because. Oh, no, I think it's president. Is I it president? president Xi, yeah. Yeah. So he went, he, he was, when he was talking about, uh, during one of his rallies, he was talking about like the trade deal, like no one else can get in there and do a trade deal. I'm going to get in there and do a trade deal. I'm just going to go in there and be like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. They just ignore anything that's inconvenient for their narrative. Right. It's just uh, the decorum is over. It's true. But, you know, it's the Bible true. plainly says oh, this. It says a house divided cannot stand. Cannot. A house divided against itself. And it's it's ironic that the the Congress, the House of Representatives, is called the House. And it said <laughs> it cannot stand. <laughs> yes. So something's going to happen, and I'm believing it's going to be miraculous. And I believe the scale is going to tip in, in favor of the president, hopefully. <laughs> and so when that doesn't happen, what are you going to say then, motherfucker? And I will call you motherfucker because it's one of my favorite curse words. Yeah. So I, I found I found that thing at Trump. Should I just play it through the microphone? You want me to send you the link real quick? You can send me the link. Yeah, so Ryan found the clip of, of Trump using the word motherfucker. <laughs> so he said, well, what would you do? What can you do? So easy. I drop a 25% tax. So easy, even a Cheeto can do it. <laughs> On China. And, and, you know, I said to somebody that is really the messenger. The messenger is important. I could have one man say... We're going to tax you 25%. And I can say another, listen, you motherfuckers, we're going to tax you 25%. Yeah, yeah, but when anybody else says it, it's really bad. But when Trump says it, they cheer. All of the decorum is gone. Yeah. That's such horseshit. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy in particular. <laughs> Our next story. <laughs> Our next story comes to us from... 12 News CBS uh, in Florida, I'm guessing. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to do this one because I thought it was really funny. Tracy, you started giggling reading this story well, the other night while we were laying in bed. Florida has the best news out there. <laughs> it's always Florida woman, Florida man. It's it's that it's that it's that good sunshine. I think it's called the the sunshine law. Oh, Florida man. <laughs> Uh, says Diana Beach. Deputy said a woman pulled a knife on a man who told her she farted too loud in the checkout line. <laughs> According to the Broward Sheriff's Office, the dispute happened at a Dollar General store in Dania Beach on Monday. Victim told investigators that Shanetta Wilson farted loudly in line. He said she then pulled a small knife from her purse, opened it, and threatened to gut him. The customer said she pulled her hand back as if she was going to attack. Wilson, 37, is the is in the Broward County Jail on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. The fart or the knife? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's hilarious. Like, 
Somebody says, hey, man, you just farted really loud. I will gut you, motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe it was how he said it. Maybe he said, listen, motherfucker, you farted too loud. And, and she just couldn't take that. There's couldn't, no decorum here no in the decorum. grocery store. No. Standing in the checkout mm-hmm. line. <laughs> Disregard the fact that I just farted while standing in line here. I mean, it's a bodily function. It's natural. <laughs> it's actually bad to hold your farts in, I think. Oh, okay. You know, you don't want to build up that pressure in your intestines. You can, you can probably have long-lasting harmful effects there. <laughs> if a, a seagull can't fart, you know what happens if he builds up gas? What? Fucking dies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, don't feed Alka-Seltzer to birds. Is that a real no. thing? I, I don't know if that's a real thing. I was always told seagulls can't pass gas, and if you if they eat, like, the Alka-Seltzer, it'll just bubble up in their stomach, and they can't contain it. And yeah. they just, like, they don't blow up. But they just die from, like, their internal organs just rupture, and they just bleed out internally and die. It's terrible. Yeah, it's really terrible. Te- don't give them Mentos and Diet Coke then either, I guess. Nope. <laughs> so, we, we, were, we were also sent a story uh, from listener Alan Furkanoff, uh, who, who gave us a link to this story on BBC. And the headline says, Spider Bites Australian Men on Penis. Again. Again. (laughs) Now, I have heard of there's a spider out there that if you get bit on the genitalia, basically gives you a permanent erection. What? Oh, boy. But you you get to use it for four hours and you lose it. (laughs) Because after four hours, you got to call a doctor. (laughs) So this comes to us from the BBC. Uh, it says that a 21-year-old Australian tradesman has been bitten by a venomous spider on the penis for a second time. The man was using a portable toilet on a Sydney building oh. site on Tuesday when he suffered a repeat of the incident five months ago. Oh! Jordan, who preferred not to reveal his surname, said he was bitten on pretty much the same spot <laughs> by the spider. I'm the most unlucky guy in the country at the moment. I guess he was dangling it back in that web again. <laughs> he told the BBC. I was sitting on the toilet doing my business and just felt the sting that I felt the first time. I was like, I can't believe it's happened again. <laughs> I looked down and I've seen a few little legs coming from around the rim. Uh, okay. So, what? Was it you or Matt that found the spider in their headset? That was Matt. Matt. Every time Matt comes and sits down, he physically <laughs> picks them up and looks inside each one to make sure there's Inspects not a spider. each can to make sure. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't bit. It wasn't a black widow. <laughs> if I was this guy, I'd be inspecting every fucking toilet I sat on, especially the one I got bit in. <laughs> every time I sat down to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I'm terrible at the Australian accent, so I'll just drop, I'll, <laughs> I'll drop that and, and just quote him. Uh, like like in, in my own Utah accent, I guess. Uh, he said that being bitten the first time had made him wary of using portable toilets. After the first time it happened, I didn't really want to use one again, he said. Toilets got cleaned that day, and I thought it was my opportunity to go use one. Had a look under both seats, and then I sat down, did my business. Next thing you know, I'm bent over in pain. So he did inspect. Uh, sounds like, yeah. <laughs> Tradesman said he was not sure what type of spider bit him this time. One of his colleagues took him from the worksite in northwest Sydney to Blacktown Hospital, although many of his workmates were quick to see the lighter side of the situation. (laughs) They got worried the first time, he said. This time they were making jokes before I was getting in the car. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you survived the first one. You still survived this one. <laughs> the hospital declined to discuss the matter, citing patient privacy. I almost said privacy because I'm, I'm, I'm locked be into a Australian accent in my head. Uh, Jordan was released from hospital and said he expected to return to work soon, but was unlikely to be using the on-site toilet. Is he going to have his own brought in? <laughs> I think I'll be holding on for dear life, to be honest, he said. The redback spider, closely related to the black widow spider, is distinguished by a long red stripe on its abdomen. It c its bite causes severe pain, sweating, and nausea. Although there are recorded cases of deaths from redback bites, none have occurred since the development of antivenom in 1956. Okay. See, now here was the thing I was, I was worried most Spider about for bit him. me dick. I, I, <laughs> I thought black widows cause necrosis. I don't know if they do or not. I don't know if it causes necrosis. I know that it causes a fuckload of pain. Yeah. For, and the pain can last for a really long time. Because for some reason, I thought it was, it was able to, if you didn't get it like taken care of right away, it can actually kill the... Well, I think it's brown recluse that has venom that causes necrosis. Okay. But I don't I don't know if black widows do or not. I don't think I've, so. I've never I think been it's bit just, by either. I think it's just really painful. And oh. yeah, it makes you feel nauseous and sweaty well. and... When uh, Joey Kirkman got bit by that black widow, I remember him telling, oh, yeah, that, telling was, that story about that. I'm like, fuck, that sounds miserable. Yeah, he, like he, he was said in he was, pain for months. Yeah, like he was, like that first week, he's like, he was hallucinating. He didn't know like where he was. Yeah, he was in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can, they mind you, moose bites can be pretty nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would oh. suck, man. Being bit on the dick by a spider. Now I'm going to be checking the toilet every time I sit well, down. Well, what I think is funny is the second time he's probably like, oh, same spider. I, <laughs> I know that feeling, mate. Back for another round, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Everything wants to kill you in Australia, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Some people's kids. Some people shouldn't have kids. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're not going to give them vaccines. I mean, yeah. the evil vaccines. I saw someone put up a meme today mm. where it said, a bunch of people are getting, getting sick and I really don't know what to do. And it was on an anti-vaxxer site. Oh, geez. It's like, oh, how about um, get your kid vaccinated? <laughs> that that should be the first step you take. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I saw. Well, we'll, we'll read this story and then I'll yeah. tell you what I saw afterward. Uh, this comes to us from local station Fox 13 here in Salt Lake City. It says, uh, reported from CNN, uh, Washington is under a state of emergency as measles cases rise and they may be the cause, it may be caused by anti-vaxxers. As of Saturday, there are 32 confirmed cases of measles in Washington, an outbreak that has already prompted Governor Jay Inslee to declare a state of emergency. Quote, measles is a highly contagious infectious disease that can be fatal in small chins. In small children, 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 Inslee said in his proclamation Friday, adding that these cases create an ep an extreme public health risk that may quickly spread to other counties. As of Saturday, there were 31 cases of the measles in Clark County, which sits on the state's southern border, about 23 miles north of Portland, Oregon. Of the 31 cases, 21 are children between the ages of one and 10 years old. One and 10. And their parents are having them go through this horrific yeah. measles outbreak because they didn't get them vaccinated. Well, it's like chicken pox times 100. There's also one case in King County, which includes Seattle. While the King County website says the man in his 50s is a suspected case, 
The governor said in a news release it is a confirmed case of measles. In a health alert from King County, it was said the man had recently traveled to Clark County. Inslee's proclamation allows agencies and departments to use state resources and do everything reasonable, reasonably possible to assist affected areas. A news release on the governor's website says the Washington State Department of Health has implemented an infectious disease instant management structure so it can manage the public health aspects of the outbreak through investigations and lab testing. The Washington Military Department, the release says, is organizing resources to assist the DOH and local officials in easing the effects on people, property, and infrastructure. Last week, a person infected with measles attended a Portland Trailblazers home game in Oregon amid the outbreak. Contagious people also went to Portland International Airport, as well as to hospitals, schools, stores, churches, and restaurants across Washington, Clark County, and the two-state region, county officials said. Which is why I don't go anywhere. (laughs) Especially church. Yeah. Uh, Measles is a contagious virus that spreads through the air through coughing and sneezing. Symptoms such as high fever, rash all over the body, stuffy nose, and red eyes typically disappear without treatment within two or three weeks. One or two of every 1,000 children who get measles will die from complications, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In 1978, the CDC set a goal to eliminate measles from the United States by 1982. Measles were declared eliminated, defined by absence of continuous disease transmission for greater than 12 months from the United States in 2000. And here we are 19 years later, and it's coming back because of stupid anti-vax people. But there has been a recent rise in unvaccinated children. The proportion of children receiving no vaccine doses by two years old rose from 0.9% among those born in 2011 to 1.3% among those born in 2015, the CDC reported in October. The CDC recommends people get the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine, the MMR, to protect against those viruses. The typical recommendations are that children should get two doses of MMR vaccine, the first between 12 and 20, I'm sorry, between... 12 and 15 months of age, and the second between four and six years old. I saw, so what I was going to say earlier when I said I saw a thing, (laughs) I saw saw somebody had posted from an anti-vaxxer group on Facebook a post from a concerned mother who said, there's a measles outbreak in my state. What should I do to help protect my children? And it's like, really? You dumb motherfucker? Yeah, get, get, get. Maybe you get should get them the, vaccinated. Yeah, they they invented something for that. If you're concerned about your child getting measles, there's a, there's a really simple solution for that. Get them fucking vaccinated so that they won't get measles. But instead of what these anti-vax moms are asking is, what oil do I rub on their feet? <laughs> <laughs> what essential oil can I use yeah. to alleviate the symptoms of this? Now, I do wonder about that 0.9% from 2011. Uh-huh. How many of those were children that weren't able to get vaccinated? That's a good question. Because it just says unvaccinated. It doesn't yeah. say whether it was by choice or because they they already were born with a compromised immune system and aren't able to receive the vaccination. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of wonder what that number is, how many are actually not able to receive the vaccination. Yeah, if there were a hell, Andrew Wakefield should go there. That's the guy, for those of you who don't know, that's the guy who published the bullshit uh, study saying that vaccines were related to autism. And they're not. They got this whole anti-vax movement really going. That, that really gave it the juice it needed. Gave it, a, gave it a little injection, if you would, of bullshit. 
I mean, I think they're pretty certain that uh, autism is is a genetic. I mean, you, it's you have it when you're in the womb. Mm-hmm. It's just the signs don't really start showing up. I was like, oh, he's not socially interacting correctly with other children. He's not learning at the same rate. Takes things very, very literally. Yeah. 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 I just, the whole anti-vax thing kills me, especially when I see posts like that from people like there, there is a solution to this question. And the biggest part of it is that you should leave this fucking stupid ass Facebook group and go to your fucking doctor. And I mean, I wish it was mandatory for them to get vaccinated to the point Mm. where it's like, Hey, guess what? This is child endangerment. Well, they're not taking proper medical precautions. Yeah. Well, and there are several states that make it mandatory for school by law. Yeah. That if your kid goes to a public school, Mm -hmm. they have to be vaccinated. So do you think these people are sending their kids to public school? Those schools teach vaccinations. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to homeschool my kid and tell them, no, the world is flat. Vaccines Uh, bad. God will take care of everything. And Sasquatch lives in the backyard. <laughs> Seen it myself. 1982. This is Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Oh shit, did I say revolution? I mean revolution. Bloody Americans fucking up the language. You can edit that, right, Spike? Um, and this is something I've never told anybody, but I used to bring um, communion uh, to the hospitals, and our Houston's full of them. And I gave this one lady communion, and she immediately puked. Hmm. And I thought, okay, what are you supposed to do? And so I gathered, you know, all the vomit and the host in this little plastic bag. And then I started thinking, how can I leave Jesus there? That is just disgusting. What can I do? I swallowed it. I swallowed the whole bag. <laughs> oh, wow. Then I went, I did. I couldn't stand to leave him there. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Did you know the weird news comes out of Texas, too? Well, I knew two things come out of Texas. <laughs> I, just, I, just watched, I just watched Full Metal Jacket, like, last week. It would just happen to be on while Tracy was making dinner and I was in there watching her make yeah. dinner. <laughs> I always think of two as Full Metal Jacket as almost two separate movies. Yeah, you got the boot camp side of the movie, mm-hmm. then the Vietnam side. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, alone, they could each be their own individual movies. Yeah, yeah, they could. There's, but I I noticed that also in the movie, I had to remind myself that I need to pull a section of audio for that. And from it's, from Arlie Emery or well, it's when they're all singing. That's when it's Christmas time, oh, and yeah. they're all singing "Happy Birthday to Jesus." Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, yes, I'm gonna have to pull that and use it around Christmas time next year for one of our Christmas shows because that's fucking hilarious. It is like everybody's standing around singing "Happy, Happy Birthday, Birthday to Jesus." Jesus. Yeah, I, was, I thought that was very funny. Uh, but this comes to us from Michael Stone on Patheos and the Progressive Secular Humanist blog says, out of order, a Texas judge interrupts a deliberating jury to claim that God told him the defendant is not guilty. Hmm. I'm guessing there's disbarment in this judge's future. Well, I would hope so. Now that I remember, this isn't the first time we've seen a case like this happen where a judge has said, I, I, God told me that this guy didn't do this. Yeah. But this guy interrupted the jury, mm-hmm. which is. Yeah, interrupted jury deliberations. 
In Texas, Comal County Judge Jack Robison tried to convince a jury that a defendant was not guilty because God told him so. By invoking an imaginary conversation with an imaginary God, Judge Robison was trying to, quote, sway jurors to return a not guilty verdict in the trial of a Buddha woman accused of trafficking a teen girl for sex. According to the Herald Zeitung in New Braunfels, Judge Jack Robison apologized to jurors for the interruption, but defended his actions by declaring, when God tells me I gotta do something, I gotta do it. That's not God. Uh, hopefully, the God that you believe uh, in is very benevolent and loving and won't tell you to do yeah. really terrible things. God told me to rob the convenience store and shoot the clerk. God told me to drown my children in the car. That's Yeah, that I one just, happens too often. I just, I just had to do it. However, despite the judge's declaration on behalf of God, the jury disagreed with both God and the judge <laughs> and found the defendant guilty. The statesman reports... The jury went against the judge's wishes, finding Gloria Romero Perez guilty of continuous trafficking of a person and later sentenced her to 25 years in prison. They found her not guilty of a separate charge of sale or purchase of a child. Jesus. I, I wonder if they walked in the room and went, sir, you and God are wrong. Guilty. <laughs> the Herald Zeding in New Brunfels reports a similar finding concerning the Texas judge, quote, the panel of seven men and five women took just a couple of hours to find that enough evidence existed to convict 32-year-old Gloria Elizabeth Romero Perez on one count of continuous traffic of a person. They acquitted her on a second charge, sale or purchase of a child. Covering the story, Ryan Autulo writes, Robison's actions could trigger an investigation from the State Commission on Judicial Conduct, which has disciplined Robison in the past. Oh my, I wonder if he's the same judge that we heard about in the past. <laughs> it could be. The act of intervening in a jury's deliberations is not addressed in the state's list of judicial canons, which serves as an ethical code for judges. However, it states judges shall, quote, comply with the law and should act at all times in a manner that promotes public confidence in the integrity and impartiality of the judiciary. Yeah. At all times. So, I mean, really, I mean, promoting public confidence would would preclude you from doing a lot of different things that to people who are completely rational seem very fucking silly, like going to church. Yeah, but if he also went and was drinking at the bar, the people from church would look at him. Oh, true, true. Bad too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Vinson, executive director for the commission, said he would not be able to confirm or deny if a complaint had been filed against Robison. So to sum up, a presiding judge told a deliberating jury that God had spoken with him and told him that an individual charged with trafficking a teen girl for sex was actually not guilty, but the evidence said otherwise, and so the jury ignored the judge and God and found the accused guilty. Good. The good news, ju the jury dismissed the judge's special pleading on behalf of God. <laughs> the bad news, Judge Robison Ugh. believes that God is talking to him, and he is also a working judge in the state of Texas. Yep. Bottom line, weep for Texas, weep for the nation. And he's just going to get reelected because people are going to be like, well, he's a godly man. He's a good God-fearing judge. I'm going to tell you what. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, he just going down tell and he, he don't talk down God on, 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 on telephone and telling that she ain't going to get there all. Yeah, I got that propane ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, the next one comes to us from our friend Jack Maturko on the For Infernal Use Only blog, uh, also on Patheos. The headline says, Arkansas asks for stay in Ten Commandments lawsuit 
citing Bla- Bladensburg Cross Case. We've okay. talked about the Bladensburg yeah. Cross Case. Attorneys for the state of Arkansas have asked for a temporary stay of proceedings in the legal challenge to Stanley J. Rapert's <laughs> Republican from Conway, Ten Commandments Monument on the Arkansas Capitol grounds. Arkansas Times reports, The motion from attorneys representing the state say the case pending before the U.S. Supreme Court presents the question whether the constitutionality of a passive display incorporating religious symbolism should be addressed under the tests articulated in previous U.S. Supreme Court cases from 1971, 2005, and 2014, or some other test. In October of 2017, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the, for the Fourth Circuit ruled that a 30-foot cross monument in Prince George's County, Maryland, was unconstitutional. A subsequent appeal attempt before the entire Fourth Circuit in March of 2018 also failed when the court, in an 8-6 to ruling, denied a rehearing of the case. Then, this past November, the United States Supreme Court agreed to hear a final appeal to the case. Last week, the Supreme Court announced that oral arguments in the Bladensburg case are scheduled for for February 27th. In the new move from Arkansas, the state's attorneys claim that the Bladensburg case's central issue is, quote, the constitutionality of a passive display that incorporates religious symbolism, arguing that a SCOTUS ruling on the constitutionality of the Maryland Cross Monument is likely to simplify and clarify the legal standard that controls the disposition of the principal claims, and that the Arkansas case should be halted until SCOTUS renders a verdict. Well, if I remember that case correctly, it was there on the grounds of they're basically pleading, hey, it's been here for 50 years. Yeah. It's tradition. Tradition. Where uh, this has been here for what? uh, 50 days? (laughs) Uh, I don't know how long it's been up, but yeah, not very long. But the Ten Commandments has been around forever, Ryan. Well, in this form, no. No, forever, Ryan. They've been around forever. I didn't see Since the beginning of time, we had the Ten Commandments. Now, how the fuck is a T-Rex going to carry those things? <laughs> In his tiny, tiny little <laughs> arms. Uh, subheadline says, Rapert says his monument isn't religious. Um, <laughs> Jack says, I think this is where things get fun. In the original bill that Arkansas passed to erect Pastor Rapert's monument, they tried to weasel around the Ten Commandments, being decidedly religious iconography by inserting language to simply insist that they aren't. Quote, Number three, the Ten Commandments represents a philosophy of government 32 held by many of the founders of this nation and by many Arkansans and other Americans today, that God has ordained civil government and has delegated limited authority to civil government, that God has limited the authority of civil government, and that God has endowed people with certain unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, end quote. How in that, that in itself screams, oh, that's religious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jack says, let's ignore the bit about how just mentioning God so many times kind of ignores that it does endorse theistic religion over non-theistic religion and non-religion for the time being. It's significant, but taken in concert with Rapert's other statements about the monument, it sets up a very Schrodinger's cat-like proposition, because Rapert has repeatedly asserted that the monument is not religious and is instead meant to honor the historical foundations of law. No. No. Which is bullshit. Yep. Uh, Jack says, and again, in his press release on the monument's reinstallation in May, 
The sole reason we donated this monument to the state of Arkansas is because the Ten Commandments are an important component to the foundation of the laws and legal system of the United States of America and of the state of Arkansas. Actually, no, it isn't. It has zero to do with our laws in this country. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure, there's, you know, thou shalt not, not murder. murder. Um, Which is a law. That. But that. that that's uh, it. Yeah. What about coveting thy neighbor's property? Not illegal. That's uh, some people. Yeah. Some people say that means stealing, but it doesn't. No, that they don't know what the word covet means. Nope. Then apparently, um, it's not illegal to uh, be an adulterer. No, well, you can't go to jail for it. I mean, the only way is you're going to have legal troubles during a divorce case. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll complicate your divorce in, uh, in several states. You, you can deny God all you want. That's not mm-hmm. illegal. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other ones in there? <laughs> Shall have no other gods before me. Yep, um, yep. You can have as many before him as you want. Yep. Um, don't even have to believe in him, actually. Nope, nope. Don't even have to. Um, again and again, Rapert continues to justify his monument by asserting that it is not a religious monument. How then, one must wonder, does a case involving a privately donated religious monument have any bearing on the Arkansas Ten Commandments? If Arkansas is admitting the religiosity of the monument, then it would seem to me to hurt their case instead of help it. I completely agree. On Friday, the judge in the Arkansas case said she won't rule on the request to stay proceedings until lawyers for the plaintiffs have had time to respond in writing. So, Stanley's up to more shenanigans. Fuck you, Raper. He's just a coward. Like, Like most bullies, he's also a coward. Yeah. Just like the president, who... I, I was watching news coverage recently where uh, one of the news commentators happened to point out that, you know, Nancy Pelosi has a lot of power and scares the shit out of Donald Trump because he hasn't given her a catchy nickname. <laughs> like, that's not, you know... As I call her, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> as I call her, Nancy. Yeah. Because that's her name. I mean, yeah. I, what, I don't know what else that's I would call her. Have you, have you heard the good news about the About satanic, Jesus? Well, no, about the Satanic Temple. Oh, what's that? Uh, so, you know, Sundance is going on, right? Uh-huh. Now. And there's a film in the Sundance Festival called Hail Satan mm-hmm. that deals with the Satanic Temple and uh-huh. Lucian's in it and the whole crew's in it. A lot mm-hmm. of the people that we've talked to from the Satanic Temple and yep. people we've had in here in studio yeah, lots are, of in friends are in it. Yeah. Well, I was talking to a buddy of mine that works at Sundance. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, my uh, a friend of mine was in one. You know, I was going to try to go make it with them, but I just, you know, I wasn't able to go. And he's like, which one was it? I said, it's the Hail Satan one. He's like, what? He goes, that's one of the top three talked about films here right now. <laughs> awesome. He's like, that one is incredible. He's like, people are talking more about that film and how good it was over the fucking Michael Jackson film. <laughs> and the Michael Jackson film nice. was like coming in to be like the hottest one coming in there this year. Nice. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I know it was picked up by, I believe, Magnolia for distribution. So it'll yeah. be, it'll be widely available here shortly yeah so that's 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 awesome yeah i did so well the a lot of the members of tst had enlisted my help in procuring tickets for them all to attend the showing Mm. or or had asked if i would be willing to do that and i was i said absolutely i'd be happy to help and then the government shutdown happened and i i really wanted to go and see it and hang out with everybody while they were here in town and i just did not have the fundage available to do it yeah that's why because i was talking with uh shalice and she's like we're all gonna be there Hmm. come on out i'm like i'm 
fucking busy. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to go and visit with a bunch of them and, yeah. and say howdy and see the movie and everything. And I just fucking couldn't because of a stupid fucking wall. <laughs> God damn. Uh, well, in three more weeks, you'll be able to complain again. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad, but hopefully not true. I am afraid it probably is true. Uh, it's not good. No. Next up we have, before we get into some more hairy stuff. Are we let, going back to the wall again? Let's, <laughs> maybe. Or it's true purposes? No. Well, I, I mean, it has to do with the person wanting the wall, but it, it's not really about the wall. Uh, this comes to us from Right Wing Watch. It's our, it's our old buddy Rick Wiles, who thinks that the Russia investigation is an English plot to reabsorb America into the British monarchy. Which I don't, you have to be <laughs> smoking some good stuff to be sitting there going, man, I think they're coming back for us. <laughs> this is this is also written by Kyle Mantilla uh, from January 23rd. It says, on yesterday's edition of his True News program. End Times broadcaster Rick Wiles declared that the special counsel investigation into the Trump campaign's ties to Russia and Russian interference in the 2016 election is really part of a plan by England to destabilize America in order to undo the American Revolution <laughs> and reabsorb the nation into the British monarchy. <laughs> they just go, hey, hey, guys, remember uh, in 1776 you signed that little thing? Yeah, we're just going to hear. I'm just going to erase that. <laughs> Well, let's listen to Mr. Rick Wiles, Pastor Rick oh, Wiles. Oh, shit. And see how silly this is. So are you suggesting, Rick, and I assume that you are, that maybe American intelligence made a deal with British intelligence to dump the steel dossier? Uh, possible, but this may be an entirely a UK intelligence-driven operation against Donald Trump. Okay. I love how they always couch these wild things in stuff like possibly, maybe, it could be. It's you know like everything on YouTube turns into clickbait where mm -hmm. like they they have to put a sketchy name on it for you to click on it. That's why you know whenever anything's called true news, <laughs> it's straight up fucking clickbait. <laughs> there ain't nothing true about this shit. You don't call your network true news. It's all fucking bullshit. To destabilize Donald Trump, why would Great Britain, why would the monarchy, why would the establishment of Great Britain want to destabilize the Trump administration? And this is what they it don't. appears to be. Because all of the tentacles of this Russiagate story, it all goes back to Great Britain. This country has been deliberately weakened over the past 70 years, really since the 60s. Uh, the, uh, and the invasion, culturally, the, the invasion started in the wait, 60s. Wait, wait. Is he, he talking about the Beatles? He's straight up blaming the Beatles. <laughs> he just blamed the Beatles. <laughs> the British invasion. <laughs> Oh, those uh, fucking hippies and their he, haircuts. He probably heard the term British invasion, had no clue what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> With British rock music coming into this country. Oh, my yeah, God. Did we forget about that? Did we forget about the that? Rebellion, <laughs> what? The spirit of rebellion, drugs, oh. it, it came from Great Britain. Okay. Yeah, the sex pistols. Um, and, and so 
uh, I, look, the monarchy continues to see America as the wayward child. They've never officially recognized the American Revolution. What the fuck are you talking about? You stupid asshole. If, if they didn't recognize it, they would still have troops on the shore. <laughs> this fucking... Now, we know... They th- wouldn't be in trade deals with us. We wouldn't be negotiating. Uh, they wouldn't be part of NATO. That, like, yeah, everything that else, we do with them would, would not, not be, be occurring. We wouldn't have helped them out during World War One <laughs> and Two. Now, if this wasn't fucking Rick Wiles, the asshole we don't know personally, but just know from this show... I would think this is coming from the onion. (laughs) There's always been a desire to pull America back into the fold of the British Empire. Yeah, which, which, so, so, oh my God. If, if they were going to do that, I think they'll start with like India first. (laughs) It's a little smaller, a little closer. Like, Americans Uh. and a large portion of the rest of the world refer to England as the 51st state. For a reason, because we're got we're, close ties. We're, yeah, we have really, really close ties, and they're they're very much. Oh my god! Well, I just and and the fact that most, but a lot of people in the U.S. are white. Um, that's not natural to this country. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't come here and find like, oh look, more white people. <laughs> we brought them here. <laughs> what a dumb fucker. Uh. That's what five eyes. All those countries that you mentioned are connected to Queen Elizabeth. Through the Commonwealth. Yes. But not the United States. No, because we we revolted. We became a sovereign. We're part of the operation. Now we are through five eyes. What is five eyes? The intelligence. I don't know. I'm going to (laughs) Google. Agencies of these nations really are the ones pulling the strings. And nobody has the power to to uh, challenge them. If you do, you'd be dead. Oh, okay. So President Trump doesn't have the power either, apparently, because he's a giant pussy, according to Rick Wiles now. I mean, (laughs) if we follow that line of thinking through, right, if nobody has the power and President Trump is the most powerful politician, whatever, in the United States, and he can't even stop it, then clearly he's an, an ineffective pussy. I mean... What are we going to do with those guns? <laughs> They'll smear you. They'll destroy you. Right. So uh, you know, I, I, think the, I think the British establishment wants to, uh, uh, if, if, they could, if, if they could bring the United States back in to being part of Great Britain, the British Empire, uh, they would feel like they have accomplished, um, uh, you know, a centuries-old plan because they lost they lost north america they lost america they kept canada but they lost the united states they didn't keep Uh, canada either no (laughs) no they didn't canada is also a sovereign country this is the level of stupidity that rick wiles operates Uh, with on a daily basis well no shit it's coming out of florida (laughs) oh Uh, my god what a dumb motherfucker (laughs) <laughs> is, is he done? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. done. Yeah. Well, I got what Five Eyes is. Oh, okay, what's that? So it says, the Five Eyes, often abbreviated as F-V-E-Y, is an Anglophone international alliance compromising Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, and the United States. <gasps> 
These countries, the intelligence agencies. Of yeah, that's what it is. Right? Is these countries are parties to a multilateral UK USA agreement, a treaty for joint cooperation in signals intelligence, started in 1941. Uh, it's probably something from the Bilderbergs. Well, actually, it's probably from World War II <laughs> <laughs> to to share intelligence so we could fight the Nazis. Those sneaky fucking limey bastards. But. It's a fucking treaty for us to work with each other. If UK didn't recognize us as their own country, they'd be like, why Why would they be signing treaties with a country that doesn't exist? <laughs> How dumb is this motherfucker? Uh, really, 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 oh. really dumb. Uh, we got three more stories that we'll be coming at you with Fast. momentarily. I'm going to throw them at you. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's X from the Utah Outcasts podcast and YouTube channel, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. If you're going to be a serious grown-up person and appear to defend the Catholic Church in public in front of an educated and literate audience, you simply have to start by making a great number of heartfelt apologies and requests for contrition and forgiveness. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Ryan? Yeah? Do you know who Roosh V is? I don't. This this is the first time seeing this lumberjack's face. You mean you're not a king? Um, I mean... Sometimes I sit on a throne. <laughs> so Roosh V is the founder of uh, fucking the Return of Kings group. Southern Poverty Law Center has described Roosh as being, quote, a male supremacist who has advocated for predatory and forceful sexual behavior in his books, on his Roosh V blog, and on his popular Manosphere platform, Return of Kings. The SPLC writes that essentially Roosh's beliefs boiled down to the fact that he believed women were intellectually inferior to men. He also perpetrated or perpetuated the male victim narrative slash complex that defines the manosphere. Sounds like a douche. He's a giant fucking douche. It's probably, uh, I think maybe we'll just call him douche V. Now, is that like, is it V or is it a five? I don't know, honestly. Like Roosh the Fifth? No, it's got to be it's got to be V because his real name is Dariush Valizada. Oh, okay, Valizada. Uh, anyway, this comes to us from Pink News. It says hate group founder Roosh V liking fe- <laughs> says that liking female butts is a gateway to homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Story says that Roosh V, founder of anti-gay hate group Return of Kings, has said that enjoying female butts is a gateway to homosexual activity. The self-described pickup artist, whose real name is Dariush Valizadeh, or Valizadeh, I don't know, has been ridiculed for posting a Twitter video on January 27th in which he tells viewers, I officially declare myself a boob man. I'm just going to say it. It may sound misogynistic, but it looks like his girlfriend decorated his kitchen. <laughs> or he just lives with his mom still. Uh, let's, let's, uh, watch the video here. Well, so, so then it goes through quotes that he says in the video that we'll get to in a moment. And the story ends with commenters on the video have expressed their shock and hilarity at the views expressed by Roosh V. One tweeted, fellas, is it gay if you're into your girlfriend's butt? I mean, like, 
guys have butts too. Yeah. <laughs> Another said, need to check in with Roosh every once in a while to test my brain function. If what he's saying sounds stupid and doesn't make any sense, it's working. <laughs> let's, uh, let's watch this video. I officially declare myself a boob man. I am now all about the boobs. Now all yeah. about the boobs. What was he all about before? I guess he was an ass man before. Was he all about the ass before and then decided, wait, wait? Because that milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> it's better than yours. Yeah. And it drops the base. Because <laughs> being a butt man is just the gateway to homosexual activity. And then he takes a long yeah. pause. It, in, well, it's an awkward drink. While, while he pulls a Marco Rubio and sips on his drink here. Staring at you. With a steely gaze. I say no to the back hole. I've never done, I've never done anal sex in my life, I swear. I've never done it. A couple girls have gently inquired if I wanted to. I said, no way. I know what comes out of that hole, that back hole, because I got a back hole too. It's gross. There's doo doo there. Well, hopefully what, there's doo doo. Yeah, there's um, there's a thing called toilet paper. If you wipe, all the doo doo comes off the hole. Dude, he's a grown man Matt, using, using the, the word, word doo doo. Yeah, it's one of his pickup lines. <laughs> there's doo doo there. What did you use a plunger or whatever a scrubber to get all the fecal matter there? You didn't do that. So why am I going to put my penis in there? <laughs> then then penis? penis. I think he doesn't want to cuss. A, is penis a cutesy word for penis? I don't know. This is the first time I've ever heard it. <laughs> I mean, if I heard penis in any other circumstance besides talking about this, I might have thought, well, what kind of bean is that? <laughs> uh, men are from Mars. Women are, are from, from Venus. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not stupid. Yes, you are. I shower every day. I'm clean. Why would I put my penis in a butt? Because <laughs> you shower every day to clean it up. Dude, you touch your own ass all the time. Yeah. You touch your own penis all the time. And you stick your dick in something that bleeds once a month. So if he's lucky. True. <laughs> if 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 any woman would allow him to do that to her. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, if I was watching anal sex porn all day, maybe I would do it. But I don't. Oh, okay. What the fuck does that have to do with I, I don't know. That if he that if he were to watch anal sex videos, then maybe he, he would, would do want it. To do, that makes me think. Well, if I watched like all the Die Hard series all in one day, I might go on a vigilante killing spree. <laughs> I gotta find a tower with a German in it. I might want to crawl through ventilation <laughs> yeah. ducts. No shoes. Walk across <laughs> the glass. What a dumb fucker! There's just a lot of dumb fuckers, out, dumb motherfuckers out there, man. The sad thing is our technology gives them this wonderful access to platforms to spew it all on, just like we use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, uh, next up we have some more local news. We talked about 90% of our legislators here in Utah yeah. being LDS. Mr. Steve Griffin is no exception. This comes to us from the Salt Lake Tribune. The headline says a person's sex is more subject to change than a person's age. Utah lawmaker defends bill to block changes to birth certificates. Now, when they did this, he straight up said, this has nothing to do with the transgender community. I'm like, then, well, what else does it have to do with? Yeah. 
Yeah, what the? Yeah, if you if you're not referring to them, then, then the what new, the fuck are you talking about? Because I can't legally, unless I'm going through a transition, go get mine changed. Mm. You have to be transitioning and have all the stuff and have the stuff from the doctor and all the stuff going on to get yours changed. Yeah, well, this so this is written by Courtney Tanner six days ago on January 22nd. It says a conservative state representative is pushing a proposal that would block Utahns from changing the sex listed on their birth certificates and leave only two designations, male or female. The state's existing law for a person wanting to make a legal change to match their gender identity is ambiguous and under review of the Utah Supreme Court. Currently, government agencies have applied their own and often inconsistent interpretations, and judges have pinballed between granting and denying requests. The bill that Representative Merrill Nelson, Republican, shocker, of Grantsville, also Mm. a shocker, such a big city area there. <laughs> Plans to introduce... Oh, it's a very, you know, yeah. metropolitan area. Oh, yeah. There's more cows than people. Such culture. Plans to introduce during the legislative session, which starts next week, would require individuals, including those who are transgender and gender non-conforming, to keep on their birth certificates the sex they were assigned at birth. The lawmaker could not be reached for comment Tuesday, but emailed a written statement Wednesday that says, quote, HB 130... HB 153 is based on the scientific and medical fact that an individual sex is determined at conception by chromosomal makeup and is not subject to change or self-determination later in life, Nelson wrote, which is just fucking wrong. You can. That is not a scientific or medical fact. It's, uh, you're, it's hormonal. Um, there's even a case I saw not that long ago where a woman who thought she was a woman her whole life turns out she's actually a man. Yeah, I think you talked about yeah, that last week she has before. No yeah. penis, and she had the uh, the testicles were non descended non descended yeah. testicles. But yeah. when they checked her DNA, she was was it is it it's XX and XY. I always fucking mix them up. <laughs> she had the other one she was supposed to, so she is genetically male, but she presents as female. Hmm. LGBT groups and advocates in the state balked at the move. Equality Utah's executive director Troy Williams, who's also kind of a dick called it an egregious attack on the transgender community. And I agree. Yeah. Good call. You you got one right, buddy. (laughs) The ACLU of Utah labeled it unconstitutional. Former state Senator Steve Urquhart, who pushed gay rights legislation during his tenure, who is a decent guy, uh, asked, quote, why do they feel the need to do this? End quote. Misty Snow, who's also very cool and a friend of mine, we should maybe have her on the show. Yeah, I've never met her. She's really cool. You haven't met Misty? No. She's really nice. Um, a transgender woman who made history in winning a U.S. Senate nomination said it's a, quote, bad bill built on discrimination. Still, the state, the Senate sponsor of the measure, Senator Ralph Okerlund, also a Republican from Monroe, said the measure just makes sense to me. (laughs) It's a vital statistic, one that's created when a person is born, he said. What is a physical fact at birth? Gender is put on the birth certificate and should stay at all times of life. Your name is also put on your birth certificate. Guess what? You You can can fucking change it. Yeah. The proposal would add definitions of male and female to state code and define those by, quote, the innate and immutable characteristics established at conception. But that is also Also fucking fucking wrong. wrong. Yeah. (laughs) They are mutable, uh... and it is not innate for everybody. (sighs) Ah. Female, the draft states, is designated to an individual birth with ovaries and the, quote, 
external anatomical characteristics that appear to have the purpose of performing the natural reproductive function (laughs) of providing eggs and receiving sperm from a male donor. Male, it adds, is given to a person with testes and the, quote, reproductive function of providing and delivering sperm to a female recipient. They just didn't want to put penis in there. <laughs> penis or vagina. They're afraid of those words. I just, they, they probably used words like penis and doo-doo. <laughs> in some cases, the bill would allow for a child's sex to be listed as undetermined and updated in time. But in no cases could a person request that a judge change the assignment later in life based on gender identity. Nelson, who is a lawyer at the firm Curtin McConkie, who I, I was just going to, oh man, that's awesome. I was just going to say the, you know, the law, the law firm that represents the oh, LDS church yeah. had previously hinted during the interim that he intended to run this kind of bill. He was the single opposing vote during a judiciary committee meeting in August on a potential committee bill to establish clear rules for legally changing the sex designation on a birth certificate. We're not bound to take this course, Nelson said of the idea at the time. There are other alternatives. This is not hateful enough. He didn't actually (laughs) say that last bit, but I'm sure it comes across. (laughs) Legislation on the topic in the 2018 session failed to pass the Senate. The sponsor of that, Senator Todd Weiler, who is a giant fucking dick, Republican, again, from Woods Cross, tweeted Tuesday night that he questions Nelson's logic in pushing an opposing measure. The state changes birth certificates every day, he said, including in cases of adoption. What? I'm actually kind of surprised that Todd <laughs> Weiler would uh, Say not that? be supportive of that. Yeah. Nelson told Utah Policy on Tuesday that his proposal has nothing to do with the church, as some have, have suggested. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah. It does come, though, after a recent speech by one of the faith's leaders, Dallin H. Oaks, who said in October that, quote, gender is eternal, end quote. And members should oppose pressures to, quote, make changes that confuse or alter gender or homogenize the differences between men and women. Hmm. End quote. This bill is not motivated by any form of phobia or hate, Nelson said in his response sent to the Tribune, but only a desire to maintain the integrity of the birth certificate. <laughs> And to provide clarity and consistency uh, to an otherwise ambiguous statute that has produced conflicting results. A person's sex is no more subject to change than a person's age, which changes all the fucking time. Every year. <laughs> While some may feel younger or look younger, that would not justify a change of the person's actual date of birth. Well, that yeah, that you that's a physical time. Yeah. You can't alter that, That's when an event time. happened. Yeah. yeah. Nelson has also previously wanted to ban nominating committees from considering racial and gender diversity when vetting potential judges. That bill was pulled. Okerlund said in his case where judges would be prohibited from changing the sex listed on a birth certificate, individuals would still be able to change their name if they wanted to. Oh, they can, they can change that. But what about the integrity what about of the, the birth certificate? the integrity of the birth certificate? <laughs> oh my, this precious, uh. precious integrity that we have to protect at all cost. But Williams with Equality Utah challenged the measure as step, as a step backward that limits in identity and alienates the community. He pointed to, to a 2015 non-discrimination agreement where leaders of the LDS church supported a measure to protect LGBT rights with housing and jobs. This, he said, flies in the face of that. Nelson has made zero effort to get to know the transgender community and understand the complexities of their lives, and yet he's willing to legislate in a way that harms them, he said. 
A case is pending before the Utah Supreme Court over whether a judge has the authority to change a person's gender identity under existing law. One of the plaintiffs, Sean Childers Gray, a transgender man, was denied when he requested to update his identification and has fought the decision. Which is really fucking shitty, right? I have a lot of trans friends here in Utah who have had their their names changed. Yeah. I don't know if they changed their birth certificates or not, but they've they've changed well, their ID. They've I thought it wasn't until the last maybe two or three years. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't until recently they were actually given the ability to change their gender identity on their birth certificate. That's why he's saying it, the law is ambiguous. We don't know what to do. Now he's trying to go back and say, well, just don't do it at all. Well, that's just, but why, 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 why is he picking this one thing that is, that is so sacred? We have to protect the integrity of your birth certificate. The church said to. (sighs) On Tuesday, he said the definitions in Nelson's bill are disturbing for his case and others. They're based on reproduction and anatomy, Childers Gray noted. But what if you're not born with ovaries? What if you can't have children? Yeah. Not everybody can do that, he said. I'm sure this will be ripped apart by many, many lawyers. Or if you're born with both. Yeah. Childers Gray, who started his medical transition in 2012, said he wants his birth certificate and driver license to be congruent to the identity that I live, which is a perfectly reasonable request. Yeah. I don't understand why anybody would have an issue with that. Currently, at least 10 states explicitly allow individuals to change the sex assignment on their birth certificate with a medical note from a doctor. More than 30 states, according to the National Center for Transgender Equality, require a person to undergo sex reassignment surgery, which not all transgender people choose to do before requesting an update. And it's not even that trans people, transgender people may not choose to do it. Some of them can't do it. It's a, a, probably a shitload of money. It's probably really, really well, expensive. Yeah, it's, it's really, really expensive. And then uh, I have other transgender friends who have who would like to go through SRS, but cannot because they're allergic to anesthetic. Okay. They have, you know, they have other health issues that, that preclude them yeah. from being able to, to transition in the way that they want. I mean, I bet just like any surgery out there, there's probably a, a whole list of things that can exclude a person from that surgery, not just being allergic, but like, Hey, you know, you don't have the right amount of skin or makeup to, you know, your body doesn't, isn't going to, isn't going to like this. Right. Damn it. My, <clears throat> my voice has gone away again all of a sudden. <laughs> Well, we're close to the end. I don't know why it does that sometimes. It'll be back here in just a moment, I'm sure. You sound really sad, Dan. Well, it's just I'm getting all choked up because these guys are such assholes, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I'll help. We'll fight them at the ballot box. Currently, Jesus Christ. Uh, can you, can you read the rest yeah. of that? For uh, me? currently at least 10 states explicitly allow individuals to change. Oh, we read that already. Yeah. I put the cursor. Yeah. Here, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snow, a transgender woman who, uh, opposes Nelson's proposal was able to change her birth, certific- her birth certificate after her request was approved by a judge in, uh, the state. But that shows how Utah statute, uh, can be interpreted in different ways. Not being able to change a legal document, she said, can make it hard to get a bank account or a job. Uh, it can really lead to a lot of uh, consequences that uh, can stop you from participating in your life. Yeah, and it's it's just, I, I don't, like I said, I don't understand why, like, if this isn't based on <clears throat> on a phobia or any or any kind of hate or animosity or animus toward the, the transgender yeah. community, then why the fuck is he doing this? Yeah. And th- th- that's the only people that just build targets mm-hmm. explicitly or in the case, well, 
I had read this a while back because uh, when you're born with both genitalia, mm-hmm. they used to just lop off the penis because it was the easiest thing to do. Okay, you got a female. Yay. Well, you got this thing sticking out. We can just fix that real quick. Cut it off. Yeah. But you don't know what kind of hormones the body is going to produce. So they could grow up and start going through puberty and like, oh, shit, she's growing a beard. (laughs) We chopped the wrong bit off. So from my understanding, that it's no longer the practice to do that at birth anymore. Mm -hmm. The practice is to wait until they're going through puberty and let them choose on their own. Mm. Which is almost the same thing that goes on. They go through puberty like, hey, something isn't right here. I don't feel right. Like, my body does not feel the way I feel it should. Well, and and it's, again, a case of this black and white thinking from conservatives where, no, you're male, you're female, you're straight, or you're gay. There's no bisexual. There's no transsexual. No transgender. None of that. That's all just hokum. That's all just a bunch of bunk and malarkey. I mean, I think we barely understand the hormones our body, or we know the hormones our bodies produce, mm-hmm. but the chemical reactions that go on inside of our body are fairly fucking complex. Mm-hmm. And these we're people, still trying to figure a lot. We're still trying to, yeah, still trying to figure it a lot out. So the way my body reacts with all the chemical balances inside of it is completely different from everyone else's. Yeah. So I'm, you know, we don't have proof, but there's nothing to say that you they they're not. I mean, their body's producing chemicals inside of it. And it's like, Hey, you should be this. Why do you look like this? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not coming across very <laughs> coherently right now. You're fine. And my voice, my voice has decided to come back all of a sudden. What? I think it's because I was in so goddamn many meetings today. And, oh, talking and talking yeah. and talking. Yeah. I've, I've talked, I've talked myself out. Uh, lastly, tonight we have some sad and disturbing news that, is just now part of our MAGA country. Yeah. Uh, this comes to us from the prog- progressive secular humanist, Michael Stone, also out on Patheos. The headline says, Racist, homophobic Trump supporters brutally attack Empire star Jesse Smollett. Actor Jesse Smollett. I'm guessing I'm saying that wrong. I probably am. It looks I've never like, watched Empire. Sm- Smollett or Smollett? Smollett. Smollett. Sure. That looks right. <laughs> uh, star of the hit television series Empire was the victim of a homophobic and racially charged attack by Trump supporters. Smollett was apparently attacked and beaten by two white men wearing ski masks while hurling racial and homophobic homoph- homophobic homophobic <laughs> slurs at the actor and musician who happens to be black and gay. TMZ reports, quote, Empire star Smollett was brutally attacked by two men who beat him up, put his head in a noose and screamed, this is MAGA country. Wow. I mean, beating him up is one thing, but putting him, putting a noose around his neck, that takes it to a whole nother level. And in case you don't realize, he's black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. They put a black, yeah, uh, Michael uh, comments and says, that's right. They put the black man's head in a noose and screamed, this is MAGA country. Wow. In addition, the Trump-loving assailants poured bleach on the actor, Rostoy reports. They put a rope around his neck, poured bleach on him, and as they left, they yelled, This is MAGA country. TMZ goes on to note, The two men, both white and wearing ski masks, viciously attacked Jesse as he fought back, but they beat him badly and fractured a rib. Smollett was attacked around 2 a.m. as he left his home to get a sandwich at the nearby Subway fast food restaurant. According to reports, when he walked out of his apartment, one or both of his attackers yelled, 
Aren't you that faggot on Empire, nigger? Oh, so they did know he was gay too then. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a secret. Well, no, but do, do, uh, I don't imagine these MAGA guys are watching Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> According to the TMZ report, Smollett was taken to Northwestern Memorial, where he was treated for his injuries and discharged later Tuesday morning. In a statement to Page Six, a spokesman for the Chicago police said, quote, Overnight, the, Chi- the Chicago Police Department received a report of a possible racially charged assault and battery involving a cast member of the television show Empire. Given the severity of the allegations, we are taking this investigation very seriously and treating it as a possible hate crime. Now, if he wasn't famous, would it have been taken as seriously? I would like to hope so, but I kind of doubt it, which is also very sad. Um, the page six, uh, or the story on page six from the Chicago police continues and says, Detectives are currently working to gather video, identify potential witnesses, and establish an investigative timeline. The spokesperson said the family is fully cooperating with investigators and asked anyone with information about the crime to come forward. Just, just fucking horrific. And that's, this is the kind of stuff that is fomented by Donald Trump, Republicans, Mm -hmm. conservatives, religious people who just want everybody to be exactly like they are. Well, it's like we've said a hundred times on this show, Donald Trump has empowered these people to not hide in the shadows anymore and go out and do this horrible shit. Yeah. And all of the policies coming from these bigoted assholes Mm -hmm. embolden these, these otherwise confused and stupid, ignorant fucking assholes who think that, oh, yeah, well, even the government says it's, it's all right to hate on you people. So we's going to do it more. Yeah. Well, bringing it back here to Utah, they were they were fighting the the uh, the anti-discrimination or the what, the hate crime bill mm-hmm. because it included the uh, LGBTQ community. And like, no, we don't want that on there. It's like, well, yeah, they're part of the people that get discriminated against. So we have to put them on. And then I, it might pass now because the church said it's OK to pass it ridiculous but, yeah ridiculous god damn it trump can't be impeached fast enough nope impeach the motherfucker already put him in jail oh boy well that'll wrap things up for us this evening uh before we go i want to make sure that we thank our patreon supporters that would be alan firth new mania christy kalbach gaytheus larry wilson Stephen andrews let the meat coffee two skeptical chaps michelle short vanessa freethinker 215 captain Semple, utah outcasts janet uter marius kot butrakowski wesley aaron andrew vodovich angelica pearson jeremy goodson brandy hamrick megan kennedy the fuzz jefferson pete jeff peterson <laughs> jeff peterson <laughs> jesse pointner savita kuna purple dragon and taylor green we Thank love you all, you all very, very much. This honestly, we would not be able to pay for all this stuff without your guys's help. And so we really, really appreciate it a whole lot, especially over this last month, which has really <laughs> fucking sucked, man. I've well, not enjoyed it. Not well, at all. Well, it, it, it won't happen again, hopefully. Yeah. And so until next week, going old school, crucify that like button. The British are coming. The British are coming. Leave a review. <laughs> Dude, you can't. What? You can't just spring that on me. <laughs> expect, expect that I'll just be. 
Didn't you see my brain thinking like, oh, I got a good one. <laughs> and you were so excited about <laughs> I it. I was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and lastly, leave a review. <laughs> no, you already did that one. I did Shit. that one. Shit. Because uh, the British are, they're almost here. <laughs> and rate the show five times a day towards stupid motherfuckers. Have a good one. <laughs> Oh, you were so pleased with yourself. (laughs) I'm still pleased with myself.